All right, Bobby Hernandez and Adele Hernandez Flynn sat down with me in my studio to talk everything and anything Camarillo. And being their late 80s, they sure had terrific memories of the old days. I had no idea prior to my podcast with them that they knew and remembered Juan Camarillo Jr. so well. I also wasn't aware that they were related to the Camarillo brothers as cousins. I was able to track down Adele because Joe Ortiz hooked me up with her number. In my conversation with her, she thought doing an interview was a great idea and said it would be way smoother if she could get Bobby, her cousin, to join us. I said, sure. Just let me know what time and day works for you. So Adele calls me back a couple days later. We set a date, we set a time, and they arrived at my house. After shaking hands and exchanging pleasantries, the first words out of both Bobby and Adele's mouths were, David, what's a podcast? They'd never heard of one. So I just explained that for our intents and purposes, it's merely a recorded conversation. And guess what? They did great. It's pleased to meet you both. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> and I got you over here to the house for a podcast because uh, I couldn't think of hardly anybody who's been here longer and has more uh, history here than you, you two, outside of maybe Adolfo Camarillo, of course. <laughs> of course. And I can't get him, you know. But... Uh, you are a former or retired teacher. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And you are a former banker, restaurant owner, proprietor, Mr. Hernandez. Um, anyways, I just thought I'd sit there and talk to you guys, and uh, I would learn from you. And um, in, you've lived here in Camarillo for how long, sir? <laughs> Say it. 89. 88 years. <laughs> 88 years? The only time I was gone is when I spent 31 months in the United States Air Force. And, uh, and I spent 18 months in San Jose going to college. It's mm -hmm. the only time I've been out of Camarillo. And so you were born in Oxnard? Yeah. Because there's no hospital here. Right. But my family lived here. Okay, whereabouts? Oh. <laughs> Shall we tell them? On Davenport Street. <laughs> Davenport Street, the street that is no longer there that was exactly. removed because the freeway was installed in yes. 5354. And you yes. know why it was removed? Adolfo Camarillo didn't want them bypassing his line of eucalyptus trees. And that's why the freeway was put right through the middle of town. They wanted to put it below town, and it would end up like where the Air Force Base is today, airport. But, but Adolfo had enough pool in Sacramento that he got him to put it right through the middle of town. Wow. That is something I did not know and have yeah. never heard before. Do you remember when the Air Force Base was being built? Oh, yeah. No, World War II. Because during that period of time, we were going to Oxnard High School, which is right by the airport. Mm -hmm. Yes, and during our high school years, they filmed the CB film with John Wayne on our high school Athletic field, remember? That was pretty exciting. Did they? Yes. So the Duke himself was on. Yes, was right yes. there. Oh, Did he sign autographs? Was he pretty cool or anything? Or? I don't think so. I don't remember. And but I do remember. What was interesting is my dad graduated from Oxnard High School 40 years before me. So you graduated? 48. 48, and he graduated in 1980. After the military, did you go to college or? Uh, I went to San Jose State. Okay. Because I and I had a few years at Ventura Junior College, and I went to San Jose State to finish my education. I got my degree from San Jose. Was Ventura when you went to Ventura College? Was it, it wasn't at the current location, was it? Or yeah. Was, where was the old Ventura College located? Um, it's on Main Street, where the high school is now. Yeah. <coughs> so the Ventura High School used to be Ventura College. Mm-hmm. It was. The, high, the last two years of high school, wasn't it? And the first two years of college, as yeah. I recall. Something like Junior that. Junior college. Yeah. We used to call it. <clears throat> Junior college. And there was no, obviously, there's no Moorpark College. There's no Oxnard College. Just Ventura, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the Cal, uh, Camera State Hospital was going strong then. No. Well, yes. It, they, what, 37, 38, they dedicated the hospital? Right. Yes. And I understand that the city of Camarillo's firm was, was like every month they were bombarded with somebody who jumped ship at the loony bin. <laughs> well, we were kind of scared when they opened it because there were more people out there than we had in town. 
Right, there were more workers out there than and actually, and patients. And I pa- mean, there were patients. There were there were more people out there than we had in town. And initially, when they opened it, they had all the facilities for the patients all completed, but they hadn't completed all of the dormitory things for the for the aides or whatever they're called. And so they asked people in town if you had a spare bedroom, if you would mind, uh, you know, taking in a boarder until they got them completed because they wanted to get the hospital up and going. So we rented out a room to someone, and I don't know if you did. We didn't. You probably didn't have, your grandma was still alive, probably didn't have a spare, we had a spare bedroom. And other people who had did that, and those people, uh, you know, rented for the, in town, and then when it their facilities were completed, they moved out to the hospital. The sad part is when you were out of town, people would say, where are you from? And you would say, I'm from Camarillo. And they'd say, oh, you're from the Nut House. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> oh, But yes. if you watch those old movies with Humphrey Bogart and Jimmy Cagney, they're always sending somebody to Camarillo, the bad guy, for because <laughs> he was, you know, he didn't have two oars in the water, you know. Yeah. No, that was, it got so bad that I started saying, I'm from Oxnard. And then they would, Oxnard, they do this ridiculous thing. So I dropped that and I said, I'm from God's country. Yeah. I just tell people when I'm when I'm out of state, where are you from? I say I'm from Ventura County. Oh, okay. I just say Ventura <laughs> County. We're right again. Or, or if you're talking to someone, especially if they are young and impressionable, they say, okay, well, we're about as Camarillo, and I always embellish a little bit. And I say, oh, we're somewhere between Malibu and Santa Barbara. And they, <laughs> oh, good. wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but really, I think Camarillo is is. Unique in that now Malibu is a bit pretty spot. Santa Barbara is a gorgeous place, but Camarillo is is one of the few places I know of in the world that is surrounded by mountains on three sides, and on the fourth side is ocean. I mean, well, we got eight nine miles. Right, just right. But in. that agriculture out there, I mean, you drive on any given day, any month of the year. I don't care if it's the twenty first of December or the twenty first of June. You drive to that beach, you'll find eight or nine different crops. Yeah, I mean, it's just they they produce more produce on that part of the our Oxnard Plain. The mm-hmm. plain mm-hmm. any place on earth. Yeah. Well, being my maiden name being Flynn, mm-hmm. at that time Errol Flynn was rather notorious. I don't know if you've yes, ever I heard do. of him. <laughs> he was uh, the original Robin Hood. One of the <laughs> well, reasons. also he had a reputation with the women and had been yes. accused of several things. A lot anyway. of fights. So there was nothing I could do about my name and when I said that the first thing they said was well, are you any relate any relation to Errol Flynn? And of course, no. And then the next thing, where were you from? And that's when I would get the feedback on this. Oh, they let you out of the nut house. But it's interesting that National Geographic, and I don't remember the exact year. It was after I was married and later. Camarillo was down as one of the ten, one of the top ten places to live in the world, mm-hmm. with a mean temperature of seventy-five. Right. And that is the mean meaning being the, the, the average. average. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So uh, uh, we we didn't really think it was that special a place when it was when we were little because you didn't know any better. Well, n- not only that, we didn't have a theater. There were a lot of things we didn't, didn't have. have. Yeah. And we didn't have a high school. We had to go to a different town. And when we went to Oxnard High School. The bus started, one bus started on 101 at the L.A. County line. Another bus started in Malibu at the L.A. County line. T.O. students could choose Moore Park or Oxnard. We had no choice. I don't think Somas had a choice, did they? Mm -hmm. And those buses swept everybody into this, to Oxnard High, all that land this side of the river. And in 1947, when I graduated, we hit an all-time high of 810 students. That's amazing. <laughs> My graduating class in 48 was 160 students. Ours was 110 yeah. the next year. I mean, his was a year after. And in my when you consider the vast area that that yeah. high school was serving, you know. Right. There were, All of Wynema, Oxnard Plain, T.O., yeah. Malibu, the, the part that's in Ventura County. Yeah. And Camarillo, Somas, and all the farmland up up to the river. And I bet you in them days, Camarillo, as small as it was, was bigger than Thousand Oaks. 
it, it, I, I don't know. We're pretty. Remember, Jockey Meads was there. Yeah. Jungle Land. Um, I wouldn't say it was bigger than Thousand Oaks. Not bigger. No, I. I, I whatever I'm getting, it's so spread out with been, Newberry Park and everything. Yeah, it. We might have been about the same. What I'm getting at is the buses that would take the kids from the Canal Valley to Oxnard. I'm guessing probably the majority of those kids are all farm kids. Well, what yeah. they would do, the math teacher at Oxnard High School yeah. lived in Thousand Oaks. Mm -hmm. So he would take Mr. the Jessup. bus, pick up the Thousand Oaks kids, part of the Camarillo kids, and we'd go to Oxnard High School. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, he would do the same thing. Then, But living in Thousand Oaks, he just kept the bus at his house overnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is rural. Oh, yeah, it was. It was... Uh, I remember Roger Putnam telling me just crossing the street on Ventura Boulevard, the old 101, he goes, you just, sometimes you just don't even have to look. There's nothing coming. You'd be <laughs> lucky to see five or six cars. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Wyatt McRae last week, who is Joel's grandson, mm -hmm. and he had me out to his place, um, and he was telling me about his grandmother, Frances D. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They used to shop in the grocery store downtown. Well, I, I want to hear about that. Yeah. But... Um, he said that his grandmother, four, maybe maybe lucky four or five cars would pass by on the Norwegian Highway. When it did, it was a big thing. Oh, someone's driving by. <laughs> yes. And now it's every five. It's just oh, bam, bam, bam. Backed up at that stop. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. I, when I was a banker, I used, Joe McRae would come in, and I would take him across the street to the uh, Oriental restaurant. He loved to go over there have lunch. And so Joe and I, I would take him over there for lunch. And he was one of the biggest donors to the boys club yeah. when we opened it in Camarillo. Mm -hmm. But I was on the board and I talked him into it. He said, but a friend of mine's with the boys club in San Francisco. And I said, yeah, Joe, but you live in Camarillo. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was a pretty good guy, right? Oh, yeah. He oh, it was a real gentleman. He real really was. gentleman. <clears throat> he, whenever he drove, he always had the big hat, cowboy-like hat mm -hmm. on. And whenever he passed the chapel, Tip his hat. It's all everybody. Yes, yes. He just, uh, he was he was very nice. And the other uh, notable star that used to shop at uh, King's Market was Alan Ladd and his wife. Uh, they were not, the lads were not as friendly or as... He was kind of a, more of a private guy, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah, McRae bought that piece of property in 33. And... He was a big star. And, and right. And in the 30s, he was bigger than Humphrey Bogart oh, at that yeah, time. I mean, yeah. he was one of the yeah. biggest draws. Mm -hmm. um, and according to Wyatt, he was, and it doesn't surprise me, but, but uh, Joel and Adolfo Camarillo were good friends. And it, yes. It, it makes sense to me because they were both very, you know, they are conservative. Mm -hmm. They are both ranchers. And nothing made Adolfo happier like, a lot of people like to get away and go to Europe and stuff like that. Isabella Camarillo, for years, tried to get Adolfo to go to Europe. And he's like, I don't really want to do this. Whereas Juan... Juan traveled all he, over. He loved the travel. But, but Adolfo, nothing made him have to just get on a horse and just go inspect his property. Yeah. And I understand McRae was the same way. So they have a lot in common. Yes. And Adolfo's land went almost to... <laughs> his place, McCray, just about. Yeah, yeah, almost to McRae's ranch, right. And Juan had a home in South America. He Argentina. Well, yeah. I think we got to know Tijuana better because Tijuana wasn't married, didn't have a family. Adolfo had, and, and Adolfo was basically the businessman who ran yeah. everything. He didn't have the time that Juan had to be visiting and doing things with, you know, extensions of the family. So I, I can remember <coughs> riding to Carpinteria with Juan Camarillo in the limousine. Limousines. Can you imagine how many limousines were in Camarillo in the 30s? <laughs> he lived with one. And uh, going up to visit my grandmother's sister, Aunt Maria Libero. Mm -hmm. And every time we'd go up there, she'd say, I knew you were coming. And she would have the greatest flour tortillas I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> oh, God. And her husband could tell the best stories. Yeah. Do you remember that? He had a rocking chair. Uh, he, his father built the Libero Theater. And, um, and this is in Carpinteria? Santa uh -huh. Barbara. Santa Barbara? No, Carpinteria they lived. Yeah, they lived in Carpinteria. Yeah, but, but the, the Libero, Libero Theater, theater is in Santa, Santa Barbara. Barbara. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
but he would uh, sit in that rocking chair under the tree out in the backyard and tell stories like you. We'd sit down on his, you know, on the ground next to his knees like and just pups. listen. Yeah, and just listen to him. Well, he on, was, he was a great storyteller. On my dad's side of the family, um, our relative came from Spain with Father Sarah, mm -hmm. and our relative was a member of the Spanish military which was sent to protect Father Sarah. Mm -hmm. And he ended up settling in Santa Barbara. He actually set the foundations for the Presidio in Santa Barbara. And when he retired, um, <clears throat> well, he came in seven, um, 1769 with Father Sarah with the Portola land expedition. Uh, when he retired, the, the only Spanish land grant in Santa Barbara County was, his name was Jose Francisco Ortega and he was granted 26,000 acres. And the ranch foundation down here have done a great job of giving us information we really didn't know. Uh, Martina Hernandez Camarillo, Adolfo's mother, is our great-grandfather's sister. My grandfather and your grandmother were brother and sister. Yeah. Their father was Martina's brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Adolfo and my grandfather, his grandmother, were first cousins. And okay. a lot of the Hernandezes worked on the ranch. My grandfather uh, at one time did, too. Uh, my mother grew up early in life, and um, she used to say if, she, if they got up early enough and walked to the Camarillo house, they'd get a ride into the school on the cart. It was pulled by a donkey. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to walk all that distance See, if they could a, get there to There was the... a bunch of cabins out there at, at Adolfo's Ranch alongside the river. Mm -hmm. And we had cousins that lived in them. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Uncle Bill Alec. Brooke. Oh, Alejandro. That was Uncle Alec, Alejandro Hernandez. Uh, Uncle Tomas, Raquel's dad, who yeah. also lived on the ranch later with Tio Juan. Um, and Uncle John lived there for a while in the house that eventually Uncle Tom and Aunt Petra lived in. Um, yeah, so, and my grandfather for a while, but he was always looking for greener pastures, so he moved on. <laughs> well, but many stayed. Well, tell me a little bit more about what, what Adolfo and Tio Juan were like. I, I would say Tia Juan was more social than Tia Adolfo, but that might have been just out of necessity. You know, we were young. We yeah. didn't, and you, you have to understand, we call these people Tio Tia mm -hmm. because the way we were raised, if you were related, it was an insult to address them as Mr. and Mrs. Okay. And it was also an insult. You never used their first name. First name. No, right. That was not to be done at all. So we grew up with Tios and Tias that we right. later found out really weren't aunts and uncles. But uh, so when we use those words, you have to understand they weren't really our aunts and uncles, they were cousins. But well, <clears throat> Adolfo when, was busy most of the time. And when Juan built the church on Ventura Boulevard, <clears throat> there was a plaque and he dedicated it to his mother and his father. And his mother's maiden name was Hernandez. Mm -hmm. And it used to be on the original plaque. Martina Hernandez Camarillo. I think it's on the one that's in the crypt down, isn't that on that Might one? be down there, but yeah, yeah. when they put the new one up to replace it, Bert oh. left off the name Hernandez. Oh, I wasn't aware they replaced Bert Lamp? it. Yeah. yeah. But Bob, Bob lived there until the house burned yeah, down, we, right? We lived in the house behind the church in 1936. You know, it was just a little tiny house, and the priest would come from either Oxnard or Ventura to celebrate Mass. Okay, and this is right behind St. Mary Magdalene Chapel. Yeah, it's still there, but it's been added onto. It was a yeah. tiled roof, two bedroom, three bedroom? What? Two bedroom, I don't think two. it was any bigger than two bedroom. Okay. You, Might have been three, but. Were you and Aunt Manuela in the same room? Yeah, well, might have been three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. One one bath, probably. Yeah. Three bedrooms, kitchen, living room, dining room, all one room, as I remember. I remember the piano. Um, yeah, that's... What was, what was unique about that house, down below it was the railroad tracks. Okay. <laughs> so the bums would see the church and see the house, and they always come up and try and get a meal. 
This was depression. Right, yeah. 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 So you yeah. got a lot of hobos. And yes. one, of, one of the bums was our cousin from a famous oh. Santa Barbara family. <laughs> uh, Momo. Yeah. yeah. Rosmo Cabarubius. <laughs> what, was, what was his real name? Rosmo. Rosmo, right. Erasmo, I think. Anyway, oh, we kids loved him. Yeah. <laughs> he got hit. They had the knapsack and everything? Oh, he got kicked in the head by a horse. Yeah. And he was never the same. Oh. And yeah. so his brother went on, did great things. But <laughs> Momo hopped trains and got around, and he loved coming to Camryo, and we kids loved him because he was so much fun. But our parents weren't very happy about it when he came, so they pulled the shades down. <laughs> he'd knock on the door and they wouldn't answer, but we'd be playing out in the street. <laughs> and he'd say, well, I always said, we had their home, and then we'd bring Momo into the house. <laughs> and our parents would get very upset with us. <laughs> but he was, he was a lot of fun. And I guess I can always hear my mother saying, <clears throat> uh, Louisa, because my mother's middle name was after that aunt. This was my grandfather's sister. Mm-hmm his grandmother's sister and she married Nick Cavarubius and so uh, <clears throat> mother I guess she was very proper very this that and the other thing and mother you say oh if Aunt Louisa could see this you know but getting back to the hobos they used to hop off of the train when they got into Camarillo and they would come up up to the church up to the uh, you know the houses most of the houses were on Davenport Fulton and Pugh Hall. Right, and the, where the railroad comes up to where <coughs> your house was, Mr. Hernandez. Down below. It's, yeah, there's the house on a hill. Yeah, the yes. house is way up yeah. on the hill where yes. the church is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. On, it's a no, big knoll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt him. So um, they would come up, and they would never ask for money, and they would only take a meal if you gave them a job. Do you have some work I can do for a meal? And that was... That was the way they did it every time. And I can remember my grandmother, We, how we, my mother and father were separated. So in our house was grandma, mother, and I, and a man there offering to help. That was good news. Grandma would yeah. put him to work. And then he, they would never come in the house. They'd sit out on the back porch and grandma would take a plate of food out to them. But they never asked for money. Of course, we didn't have any money in those yeah. days. Nobody had money. Uh, well, another were, interesting thing. <clears throat> When they dedicated the Golden Gate Bridge, mm. uh, the leading man of the procession was your Steve Flynn. Oh no, we just we we he wasn't leading the procession. We walked across the bridge. I don't know where. No, we no, were. that when they when they dedicated the bridge, he right, led the would... procession, and the Camarillo white horses were behind him. That was the opening of the Golden Gate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Uncle Steve was, he didn't lead the procession, though, because we went up there. He was going to be interviewed to be captain of the bridge. Yeah. This is my dad's, the youngest one in my father's family, okay. Steve Flynn. Okay. And he eventually did get the job on the Golden Gate and then later became captain of the Bay Bridge. And their family moved up to uh, Oakland, as mm-hmm. I recall. <clears throat> and uh, But, yes, the Camarillo horses were there, and that was quite a day to... Well, you know Adolfo was there. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd heard that, but I can't find anybody to verify it until now. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think if we have any pictures of it. I, I, I don't have any pictures. I mean, I can remember, you know, it was quite an occasion for me to be holding my dad's hand and walking across <laughs> the bridge. So, uh, But I don't have any hands. That is a magnificent <laughs> bridge. Mm. It is. I just went over it. <laughs> I've I've been to a lot of big cities, and I think that's the prettiest because of that bridge. That's mm-hmm. the prettiest big city I've ever seen. Yeah, just and in then terms the Presidio, like on this side of yes. it, and the other side is and they, beautiful. They have so many good restaurants in San Francisco. <laughs> but getting back to the Camarillo horses, my mother made the red. You've seen the photographs with the red satin riding outfits. Yes, yes. My mother made those. Okay, wow. Yeah, she was quite the seamstress. Yeah. She was librarian here for thirty-two years, right. but that was a part-time job. The rest of the time, she was. A seamstress. I think in today's world she'd probably have her own label, but in those days it was totally different. But uh, Teodolfo wanted the girls to look like they had skirts on. 
he didn't he wasn't quite modern enough to like the idea of them being looking like they had pants. Yeah. So I can remember very clearly Carmen coming up riding the horse up to the house and on the I have a photograph if I could only find it because <clears throat> the ranch wants it. Um of my mom out there with her pins and needles and Carmen on the horse and mom's measuring and trying to see just how much to put in the leg, you know, they're like clots or something. But anyway, so, but when they got off the horses, it looked like they had skirts. Mm -hmm. And that was something Teodolfo insisted upon. He wanted it to look like they were in dresses. And I was informed that Militone, when he would train the horses, he would dress up in those, in the dresses of the skirts himself. So the horses would get used to it. Is that true? That I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I've heard that, that when he would train the horses, um, for the gals, like uh -huh. Carmen, yeah. uh -huh. he would wear uh, basically ladies like a dress or something like that, so the horse would get used to the flowing of the gown. So when, oh. the, so when the women got on there, yeah, he you know, they, be they, spooked, right? That makes sense, but I don't. I have no knowledge. I, of I've that. never heard that. No, I never. I think well, Joe. I think Joe Ortiz told me. Well, Joe, Joe would be know. the one. But... Joe would know. Yeah, our memories of Militonas when. Teodolfo had standing orders down there. If we came down, you, the men were to get the horses ready. Well, we, we started out with the, what are those ponies called? Uh, Shetland, the Shetland ponies, because <clears throat> we were young when we started. Yeah. Nobody taught us how to ride a horse. We just got on the saddle, and yeah. I, I always thought the horn was to hang on to. You know? That's what I, I thought when I was a boy. <laughs> I had my own horse. Remember Uncle Tommy had the ranch right there on the other side of the railroad track? When did you get your own horse? When Tommy had the ranch on the other side of the railroad track. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I never had my own horse. I was but... never a good rider, though. <laughs> but we used to go down. <laughs> it was high. And we'd be gone almost all day, wouldn't we? We'd go visit our school friends out on Santa Rosa Road and everything. But <clears throat> Millie and the men, and I'm sure it was Millie Tone's idea, he'd get them... <clears throat> frequently we'd go to get on the saddle and of course they hadn't tightened the cinch and we'd fall off of course <laughs> do you remember that yeah well I remember also when they had the Santa Barbara Fiesta yeah they would always have the white horses up at the bowl <clears throat> yes but the girls didn't want to ride them back to the barns because oh, the see. barns were way down by the waterfront and you had, did you help and, do that? And so they would have us ride the horses. Oh, okay. And what this is not for repeat. Um, as you're riding the horse, the people in Santa Barbara all have drinks and they're trying to give you a drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and being just a kid, not knowing what to do, I would take a sip, you know. And one time I got back to where the horses were barned and I fell off and <laughs> Bert or somebody got all upset. And Carmen said, oh, shut up, it's just Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and of all of uh, <clears throat> Mr. Adolfo Camarillo's children, especially the I mean, daughters, well, he only had all daughters except for Pancho. Um, Carmen was the probably she was she seems to be a picture on the horses more than anything. Oh, she else. she loved the horses, right? She really did, and um, and she was never she wasn't married during his lifetime. Right, it was after he passed away, but. Uh, no, she was, Carmen was quite a, quite a gal, lots of fun. Uh, she, yeah, she was definitely the horsewoman. Um, some of Rosita, Rosita and, uh, well, Rosita more than Gloria, and Paquita more than Susana were into horses. Um, <coughs> Paquita is... Uh, Inez's. Uh, the man you were talking about, uh, you just mentioned they changed the plaque or something. Uh, Lamb. Lamb. Paquita <clears throat> is the one who married Lamb. Okay. And and she's the one who was the horseman over... No, I'm sorry. Susana married Lamb. Paquita married uh, Burke. Uh, no, uh, Parker? <clears throat> Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she, more than Susana, loved to ride the horses. Uh, Susana did ride, but n not as much as Paquita. <clears throat> and out of the Pettit girls, Rosita was much more the one to ride than Gloria. But also the Fitzgeralds. Uh, Carmelita was one who enjoyed riding more than Jerry or the boys, but she was more into that. Betty Jo Carnes t told me that uh, way back when, and y'all would know this, 
the flagpole oh. by the depot. Santa Claus. That was a, a, a place for real gatherings of Camerians, like for like Halloween and stuff. Like she, I remember she mentioned Halloween to me and stuff like Santa that. Santa Claus. That's where Santa Claus came every year. And do you, who, was it just a local resident who dressed it up was, like Santa Claus? Uh, or? What was his name? Yeah. Hughes. Hughes. Dick Hughes. Dick Hughes. Who had a big girth. <laughs> <laughs> he was Santa Claus. And Teodolfo and Max Rive would make sure every kid got a gift. This is during the Depression. Yeah. And there was a boardwalk <clears throat> with some stores down there. And my mother had Camarillo's first dress shop. Mm -hmm. And Tweety Rouse had the one next to her. And well, she, the library used to be there, too, at one time, remember? Yeah. And, and Uncle Dave, the judge, at the end. And But Tweety would use her building, part of the building, to help kids that needed some educational help. Oh, yeah, tutoring. We had a depot. <coughs> it's like Gilmore, Santa Paula. Somos had one. Yeah. And they destroyed it. And I was pretty active, and I was a banker. I fought and fought and tried to save it. I wasn't successful, fortunately. Santa Paula and the other talents were successful in saving their depots. And I think it was uh, torn down in 69. I think so. And the last time I think it really was working, I mean, it was being used, was about 58, somewhere in there? Probably. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to use it for the historical society, you know. Yeah. So we could keep the building. Well, I, I heard that Carmen had said she would pay for the moving. It had to be moved, right? She donated some money. Yeah, and it was to move that. Well, when they put the <coughs> highway over, it's probably when they'd have to move it. Well, the first time they moved it was because you're right. The first time they moved it, it was basically at the bottom of Ventura Boulevard there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where they moved it to. Now, it stayed there until 69. Now, I don't know whether what... Carmen wanted to do with it. Well, I know she donated or offered to donate a bunch of money. Right, for the Historical Society right. to preserve it and make it their museum. That right. was my understanding. It didn't happen. They destroyed it before they could get the money moved or get the thing going. I guess there was a miscommunication of some sort. Well, it was interesting. My dad had a general store around 1910, downtown Ventura, Ventura Boulevard. And he had uh, 75 books in there that people would check out. And when they dedicated this magnificent library that we have, yeah. they honored my family and also her because her mother was the first Ventura County librarian in Camarillo. When wow. the library was at the, where the uh, fire state, the old fire station was by the church. You're right, that's where... Roger Putnam, right? Yes, where he grew, grew up, and yes. his dad, E.G., was the first fire fireman, right? First full time, right? Yeah, Uncle Ed was the the volunteer head of the volunteer fire department. Ed Hayes, who owned the Buckhorn, mm -hmm. and so during the day, the fire station was in the alley behind the Buckhorn, and then Uncle Ed and Aunt Eva lived right across the street from us on Davenport and Pew Hall, which they now call Glen Drive. Yeah, and that was Pew Hall. Named after a Catholic priest who used to ride the circuit. Right, and he was a, something of a mentor to Adolfo and Juan when they grew up in Ventura near the uh, avenue yeah. and Main, Main Street there, just, just beyond the mission. Do you guys remember the uh, the big fiestas that Adolfo would put on? Mm. I used to dance the Jarabe Tapatio on top of one of the tables when the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand. He just would invite just about everybody. Oh, yeah. Huge I mean, barbecues. And every time Juan came home, he had a big barbecue. And Teodolfo usually had it when they brought the cattle in. That was my memory anyway. I remember <clears throat> going out to the uh, hunting range out by Point Magoo with uh, Poncho. And he always had... A big bottle of beer, that, that size bottle, with him. And I, I was to this day, I'm shocked that my parents let me go with him. And I sat out there in the blind, you know, while he was shooting at the ducks. <laughs> was this the, the where the club is out there, the duck hunting yeah, club? Yeah, real close to where the club is. You, you know what was interesting? 
my dad was in the post office, and he was a rural mail carrier. Mm -hmm. In the mornings, he would go out to Central Avenue and up through uh, 126 to serve all the ranches into the uh, post office uh, up here in uh, Somas. And he would drop off their mail and pick up the mail they had to go and come back to Camarillo. Then he would reload his car, go to Newbury Park, Lake Sherwood, and back into Thousand Oaks to their post office, and then down Santa Rosa Road. He would travel 82 miles every day. Yeah, but they, he didn't have to fight traffic, though. No. No. That's the nice thing. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't having to shovel snow. <laughs> no. No, I know it would get old Very after a while, granted, but <clears throat> I would rather have that job here than, say, Denver. Or you South know. Dakota. South Dakota, <laughs> North Dakota, the Dakota. Tornadoes. He, he would leave Lake Sherwood. There was no development in there. It was all just mm -hmm. fields, you know. That's where Alan Ladd lived, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Lake Sherwood, yeah. Well, <clears throat> when we were young, the last street going north was Arneal. I'm sorry, going west was Arneal. The last one going north was Berry Street. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing on the south side of the boulevard except the school, uh, the graveyard, the chapel, and the buildings down below uh, along, well, from Fulton down. There and was the fire the, station. And, well, yeah, but that came later. Right? Yeah. That came 40, what? Well, anyway, but early years. Right. <clears throat> The Stein and Talley building was empty, uh, where the department store yeah. had been. That was empty. I understand he lost that because of the Depression. He was doing real he, good in the he 20s. He closed it. because uh, They have not lost the building. Okay. Well, they I, closed well, the business, yeah. Well, because people his... couldn't pay their bills. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's and, a better way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, but they still, they the, the family still owned the buildings. Okay. And... Um, and the garage, uh, which is now plumbing, Mr. Lewis built that for his son's fancy cars. Mm -hmm. And then later that was turned into a uh, nice Wonger's garage. Mm -hmm. And now it's a paint store. Constable's <laughs> office was right down by off of Palm, right? Or on Palm? Well, the constable's office was in the community center once that was built. Mm -hmm. uh, the one they're going to tear down. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chamber of Commerce. Building? No, no. The old fire That's station. That's the second library. The first library built as a library is the what they call the abandoned fire station. Okay. When Juan Camarillo died, he left a bequest of $15,000 for a community center, a, a community meeting place. The only places that you could <clears throat> gather were the Baptist church, Catholic church, or the school. Okay. Other than that, there was no public building. So that started uh, at that point. Ed Hayes <clears throat> went to the county and said, Camrio needs a full-time fire chief. And that's when the Putnams come on board. Oh, okay. Okay. And so that started the funding for a community center. The library system put in money for a library because prior to that, it was on the boardwalk. <clears throat> a very small room facing the 101 with transom uh, windows across here and on the other side was a men's card room. So my mother would have to constantly pound on the wall to remind the gentleman because the windows had to stay open so they could get air mm -hmm. before air conditioning. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and she'd have to pound on the wall to remind them that there was a li public library on the other side. Watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the library put some matching funds in the fire the fire department matched the funds the library matched the funds and i think the justice system must have done something because they built a courtroom on the far yeah. uh, back um, that would be the south east corner of the building uh there was a courtroom <clears throat> my uncle was the judge judge flynn judge david flynn then there was Two or three small offices. The constable had one, the agricultural inspector, uh, president of the Chamber of Commerce, and the supervisor. And then across the front, with the door facing west, was the library. Okay. And that was the first time I recall 
the constable having a place. Now, before that, I think he worked out of his house. Uh, probably Because they did. were down there on uh, Nalora Street. Yeah, I think Nalora. Yeah. <clears throat> now, um, there used to be a Fulton Hotel right there. Yeah, burned down in 26, 25. Yes, yes, and we used to have more fun because the foundations were still there. Wow. But the whole building was gone, and that was how we'd pretend we were tightrope walking. And, and the Fulton Hotel was nowhere from where the current American Legion is, correct? Yeah. Yes, yes. Remember the post office was down there in that building? That was in the brick building. Yeah, uh, and the corner well, building. Well, when Mom first started. And Dad was the post. That's yeah. where he would go from. Well, and then as you walked in, there was a door, and that's where Mom's first was librarian. It yeah. was just a little one-room place right there as you walked into the post office. Then it was moved over to the boardwalk. There was nothing west of the boardwalk, well, with the exception of the school. There was nothing west until... Uh, Ralph Calty built that gas station, 54, uh, right across the street from... The chapel? Bandits. Isn't it Bandits? Where does the... Ralph Calty had a... Uh, well, yeah, it was in that block. Right. It was all by itself, and Ruth Ann Calty, his daughter, was telling me uh, about six months ago that people thought he was crazy having a gas station that far away from town because there, there were PJs and all that was not there in the middle, the book or the bookworm. But he did great, and then 10 years later, he opened up another one. Farther down. Carmen and Daly. Yeah. At this, where the 7-Eleven is now. And they said, you're crazy. Get that far away. He goes, well, I, I did get the first time. I bought Bandit's building for 350000 What year? <laughs> oh, that was uh, Hitchin Post. Yeah. And w the people that had built it and owned it had moved away to uh, Arizona. It was Jesse's grill at one time, wasn't it? No, no, Jesse's was farther no. down. Yeah. Yeah, no. Jennings. No, yeah, Jesse's was. was, yeah. Jennings? Jesse's. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Jesse Jennings, right? I think so. Yeah. It was Jesse's grill. I got pictures yeah, of I think from so. 49, and then uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Margarita had it. it yeah. Margarita's back in the 60s. Right. Now, did you, who had it after Margarita and when you bought it? You, and you and, you and Plenty Meyer bought it, or just you bought it? No, me and Pliny bought it, the business, and then I bought the property later after Pliny got out of it. Do you remember Betty Jo Carnes' mother and father? Yes, mm -hmm. I took piano lessons from her mother. <clears throat> yeah, this is in the 40s when it snowed. 49, in Dizdar Park, mm -hmm. and that little tree you see is now a big tree. Yeah, yeah. I was at UCLA, I remember when this, and coming home. I think we even got a little snow in Westwood. <laughs> Somebody, you guys, when you guys were talking about the busing to Oxnard High School, someone told me there had been a longtime Camero resident as of now, but at the time they were born and raised in the Conejo. And they said, well, we just couldn't go to school. You can't drive down the grade in the snow. They didn't have chains or nothing like that. So, hey, we got a free yeah, day no. off. <laughs> they loved it. Well, I'm sure they did. And what's amazing to me is, you know, it. <clears throat> I mean, we had a little bit of sleep this last winter. It was strange, but when we had sleep, it didn't really stick. But it was sleep. I could see it pelting. And that's, I've never seen it snow here. I mean, I've seen it snow on the old bony. I've seen, of course, on the topa topas and stuff like that. But uh, pretty much every year. Yeah. But for it to snow, and it snowed like five inches that day. It's mm -hmm. not like it got like a little dusting. Yeah. I mean, it's just got clobbered. Mm -hmm. you were, were you in, in town when that happened? Or were yeah. you done? Roger told me that he just went out and made a hell of a snowman. <laughs> Here is a, your mother. Yeah, that's my mother and that's Carmen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And your mother, one of them sang soprano and the other one played piano. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which one was which? Carmen played the uh, organ, piano organ. And Bob and I grew up in this choir loft. His father used to sing also. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Some good memories of sitting up there. Avi Camarillo sang in the choir. Carmen played the organ. My mom sang. His dad sang. Can't remember. Oh, uh, do you remember when Juan Camarillo's house burned down? Oh yeah, yeah. The truck went around. 1936. <clears throat> it wasn't long before he died. Mm -hmm. uh, I Bobby enlightened me today. That's the house right there. Yep. Uh, I thought it burned down because um, Uncle Ed had to go around town so many times to get enough people to fight the fire because it was all volunteer fire. Yeah, But he said, 
when they got out there, the pumps wouldn't work. Yeah, the pumps wouldn't work on the fire truck. Wow, that's horrible. And they so couldn't they spray managed... any water. Gosh, I should have asked Roger Putnam about that. I forgot to ask him about that. Oh, that was before his dad was fired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no yeah. But this was uh, Bobby. They got furniture out, which Bobby has some. And My dining room set is from the Wands house. Okay. <clears throat> well, what, what are you guys' recollections of uh, of one? Tia one. Oh, I, I have very fond memories of Tia one. Uh, as I said, we saw more of him than Adolfo. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, he, because as I said, he didn't have any wife, children, or anything else, and Teodolfo took care of everything, I guess, business-wise, and so he was footloose and fancy free to do what he wanted to do. Was he outgoing and <clears throat> good sense of humor? And Oh, well, yeah. I remember all of that. He was just fun to be with. Yeah. Yeah. And Emilio? <clears throat> Emilio, the... The, yeah, uh, the chauffeur. The chauffeur, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, he was, he was a lot of fun to be with. And he was usually, like when the extended family had things, Tijuana was more apt to be there than Teodolfo. Yeah. Did Juan have an accent at all? I don't recall I an don't, accent. I don't recall any more than Teodolfo had one. I don't Did Adolfo didn't have one either? He just Well, he had a manner of speech, but I mean, I wouldn't really call it an accent. He, so he didn't have like a Mexican accent? <clears throat> no. No, no. I, I think that generation... Uh, they they spoke English as well as Spanish mm -hmm. uh, because I know my grandfather <clears throat> was determined that his children would not have an accent. So they spoke English and Spanish with them from the beginning. And uh, I tend to think that's probably uh, what happened there. But uh, he had a he had a manner of speech, but it was not a... I don't recall a heavy accent. Do you do you think is do you think the weather's changed at all? Is it pretty much the same? I don't, I recall more fog, growing up in the eighties. I just I'm recalling more wind. We used to always have wind September October the Santa Anas. Oh yeah, that was it. But now it seems we're getting more wind throughout the year than I recall. What about do you recall this much wind? Not really. <clears throat> Not where I live. <laughs> I think growing up here, you know, we were so used to vegetation and orchards and, you know, the crops and everything. And I, I just want to say one of the things I remember in the wartime, Mr. O'Neill, uh, you know, the convoys would go up and down 101. Either the men were being shipped out of San Diego or they were being shipped out of San Francisco. <clears throat> and um, the convoys would go up and down and Mr. O'Neill told the government that they could stop the convoys by his orchard and the men could get out and pick the fruit. If an orange man would, um, it was oranges, was it, across from us at that school? Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? And I remember the first time <clears throat> it happened, so it had to be 42, because mm -hmm. uh, it was December 41, we got in the war. Anyway, <clears throat> we're all out on the playground and we see this convoy and we see these men get out of these trucks and they're going into the orchard. They're acting like kids on the playground. They're having, throwing up the fruit and they're just going. And we look at their teacher and we say, what's wrong with them? Because we know they're grown men, you know. Mm -hmm. What's wrong? And she said, well, you may find this hard to believe, but there are people in the United States who have never seen an apple or an orange or a lemon grow on a tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We we could hardly believe that. I remember that very clearly. <clears throat> when you got out of San Jose State and you came down back down to here, uh, what was your major at San Jose State? Business. Business major. And I what I wanted to do is I wanted to go to uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in agriculture, and <laughs> my grades weren't good enough to get me in. Really? So I had to go to San Jose State. How'd you like San Jose State? Mm -hmm. How'd you like your experience at San Jose State? Oh, it was okay. I, I got married when I went up there. My wife and I got married, and we had our first child the first year. We had our second child the second year. And I worked 36 hours a week at a service station down by the University of Santa Clara. Okay. And uh, carried a full load at San Jose State. 
It was tough. I bet. The guy I worked for, it was a huge service station. And uh, he wanted me to stay up there and, and he wanted he and I to find another service station that he and I could own. <laughs> and I couldn't get home fast enough. <laughs> In fact, they tried to rob the bank when, uh, uh, when the Lewis family had the department store going there. There's, there's the vault was near that window that has bars on it and some guys were going to rob the bank, get the money out of the vault and they tied the uh, <clears throat> ropes to the bars and put it on the axle of the car well, and they were going to drive thinking it was coming off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the axle out of the car and they ran. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, do you, do, you, do you two like Camarillo now as much as you did as a, when you were children? Or youngsters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a great place to live. My whole family lives here. I think it's a wonderful place to live, too. It just... I, Three just, of mine live here. It's just gotten so crowded. And I was wondering if that... Does that make you real sad? Or do you, do you wish it was more like the old days? Or Not necessarily. You just, you just see it as, hey, it's progress, man. It happens. Yeah. Incipient you, growth. You can't turn back the clock. No. Mm. It can move if you don't like it. But, I mean, I, I think it's still a great place to live. I think it's a great place yeah. to live farther. Well, the outlet mall was a great blessing for Camarillo. <clears throat> right. And it was beautifully placed. Yeah. I still think that's the old Martin Flynn Ranch. But I don't know. I've got to find out. My uh, There were three Flynn brothers, just like there were three Daly brothers. Mm -hmm. Michael Flynn, my grandfather. Martin Flynn, who never married. And he was across the street from my grandfather. And then Patrick Flynn out next to the McCormick's out on uh, 5th Street and where 5th Street and Pleasant Valley come together. Do you guys remember much on uh, Somos? I mean, when you guys were kids... Uh, in Somos the, was small? Well, Somos is still small, but yes. Somos and Camarillo, I bet, in the 30s, are probably close to the oh. same size. Our, our 4-H was called SoCam 4-H. <laughs> yeah. And we met at Somos School. Yeah. We were about the same size. Uh, Camarillo, I think, had a few more businesses. Than Somas. Yeah. And the the uh, the Somas, the market, it, was it always there? When, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's just been a... a been a, there a long time, as far oh, as I remember. Okay. Yeah. Because they yeah. always had good food. Yeah. And the nuns, when the nuns came out from... The nuns and the priests would come out from Oxnard. One priest would come to St. Mary Magdalene and the nuns, we are catechisms and all. And then the, the rest of the nuns would go on to Somas and... Same thing. They would teach the kids there. Well, sorry about the abrupt ending, but I'm just as happy as a pig in slop that I was able to record Bobby before he passed.